No, it's 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 okay. It's okay. okay. We're gonna we're gonna be all right. It's just a slope. It's just, just a downtime. It's time for loud pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Miracle. Loud Pipes episode 109. We have another guest in the house tonight. We're going to be talking about the New York City edition of the IMS show. And it's getting a little cooler around here, so riding has been thinning out. We're going to find out if Johnny John's got his bike back. Brother Hogan, you have a beverage? What's happening? Yes, I do, my friend. I'm sticking with the locale variety this evening, and it's uh, Imperial in my Loud Pipes koozie, baby. And it's also in a can. Oh, yeah. So, so do you buy those things like by the case? Like, what what's your take on those when you go to the store? Uh, six pack. All right, six at a time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there, when I'm down on the coast in Dominican, there's a couple craft beers I like to pick up while I'm out down that way. But when I just need a quick uh, beer, I'm working in the yard, or whatever, mm-hmm. down to the little local. So you would classify this a lawnmower beer? For yeah, sure. it's lawnmower beer for sure. Very nice. Very nice. Alrighty, sir. Mr. Miracle up east. Did you get the spider back? No. Oh, no. now I know why you're drinking. So what is it? <laughs> Rum and Coke. Rum and Coke. Oh, that a boy. He's really in. Oh, we, we might have to have an intervention after the show. Right. Why? 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 Hogan tells me to drink. That's okay to drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. It's good. He, he gave me permission tonight. That's right. All thumbs, he says. Um, no, the spider's still in the shop. Um, I called today, and they said they're still waiting on ECU to arrive, which I'm like, come on, really? But I mean, where's it anyways, coming from? China? No, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's a little chilly down here. This is being my natural weather forecast, man. You know, the Love Pipes forecast, man. It's a little chilly down here. So, if it's in a shop, hey. No loss. It's going to be 19 this weekend for a low. So, Whoa. yeah. I, I think it'll I be a garage some, week. Maybe some white stuff coming down. Shh, what? Shh, shh, shh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Too soon. Too soon. Say it ain't so. And what do you have to drink, my sir? Well, I, I had a good one. I don't know if it was last episode or the one before, but from Catawba Brewing. And that was so good, I decided to try a second one. And this is their Deep State Baltic Porter. And it's got an interesting description on the side, which I won't read, but if you get your hands on one of these, it's it's pretty funny. And also, and yeah. it's in a can. Something floating in it. Ew. How's that good? Hmm. And he drinks it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> God made dirt and dirt won't hurt. Absolutely. Right over the lips, <laughs> into the gums. Let's bring in our guest for this episode. So 
Originally, I thought he might be a, a guest co-host, but I'm glad everyone made it this evening. It's always nice to have a, a full house. So one of the riders of Loud Pipes, who we met recently when we were in Pennsylvania, and this is Chris Geis, and he was at the IMS show recently in New York. We're going to get his take. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. How are you? We are doing well, doing well. How are you taking Taken. Are you partaking in the beverage shenanigans? I am. I am enjoying a Shingu black beer imported from Brazil. Nice. Wow. Oh, he fancy. They're very fancy. <laughs> very fancy. <laughs> and a big bottle, too. Actually, yeah. It's actually funny. I was, I was at a beer distributor looking for black and voodoo, which I discovered down in New Orleans, and they didn't have it. And they said, how about this? I said, looks good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. So let's give everyone a little quick background on what your ride is, how long you've been riding, and then we'll we'll sure. get into the show. Okay. So I am riding a 2016 Kawasaki Vulcan S, which I bought uh, August of 2016. Got uh, 2,500 miles on it. Nice. My first bike. So yeah, enjoying it. Very nice. Yeah, we were giving you some kudos on that PA trip because that was a fun ride. And that was did, awesome. And you did well. That so. was awesome. Yeah, thank you. A little bit of learning experience, right? It was. It was. Especially how long it takes to get out of uh, get off of Long Island through New York City <laughs> when you can't <laughs> lane split. <laughs> well, not legally. Nah, I, I, I'm just, I'm not up to it. Let's put it that way. Nah, yeah. yeah. Is be better ride your own ride and be smart and yeah absolutely very nice so the ims show for me and john was giving me a hard time for this so i feel i need to mention it it's kind of bittersweet it is a big show it is a lot of fun it tours around the country however it no longer comes to charlotte so that's that's my bitterness. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> so the I'm kind problem of... is, is that it's not in Charlotte, it's not in your backyard, so you can't just get on the on your car and go down to the show. Well, and you wanted to go to DC in April. No, February. February, I thought it was in April. No, it's February. Oh, maybe we can go then. Unfortunately, it's going to take us. We needed like a day, two nights of overnight. Yeah, unless we drive. Even if we take the train. Train schedule is messed up, my friend. Damn trains. Anyway, all right. So, Chris, set the stage for us. New York IMS. Let's see, where where is it? And kind of, how did you get there? Did you ride? No, I wish. Actually, there's a lot of people on bikes there. Uh, took the train from home. Nice. Uh, it was held at the Jacob Javits Convention Center, which is on the west side on the Hudson River. So it's kind of a nice location. Same place that they had it last year. So big, it's a big, big convention center. All kinds of conventions are held there. It was, kind of, it was interesting. You know, I had gone the year before. Uh, it was a little bit smaller this year. In fact, as we were arriving, we bumped into the, the salesman that my uh, girlfriend bought her Indian from. And, uh, you know, he was pointing out that uh, the year before, they had most of the first floor of the convention center. Right. This year, it was in the basement. So it, it was a smaller space. It didn't the show didn't feel smaller, like in terms of the number of vendors, the number of people attending, right. but I guess they were smart to kind of 
use a little smaller space, pack it in a little bit more. And it just fits, right? There's been a lot of talk lately on you know, various podcasts about how the industry is kind of shrinking a little bit and you know, how Harley's taking a hit in sales and, and all that. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it is. You're certainly hearing that in various avenues, but I don't know. I think there's, there's some interesting product out there. There's a lot of neat sort of starter slash beginner bikes, or at least things that are less powerful than, than most. So hopefully that has some interest to younger riders and we get more people out there. I don't, I don't think it's the death of anything, but no, I, I don't think so either. You know, I mean, things go right in cycles. So, you know, maybe it's slowing down a little bit or the manufacturers aren't spending as much money, you know, to promote yeah. But Yeah. I, I don't think it's the end of, uh, the end of days. If only we could predict the next trend, we'd be all over it. Exactly. <laughs> what are you giggling about Hogan? Nothing. You just sound sad there for a minute. With uh, <laughs> can, you, can you play a little reveille in the background? I know, right? I was like, I was trying to convince myself. I think, like, no, no, it's 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 okay. It's okay. okay. We're gonna we're gonna be all right. It's we're, so slow. It's just, it's just a downtime. <laughs> you talking about him not having the IMS in Charlotte, Rico? No, no, I'm talking about uh, Harley's low number. <laughs> Oh, are those low numbers? Oh, that's all right, though. Indians making up for it, right, Rico? That's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think Indians' challenge is going to be just capacity. I mean, when they when they start cranking out even half the amount of bikes that Harley is, that it's a whole other ball game with quality control and volume, and you know, managing just capacity and demand at that point. It's a whole nother scale. Yeah. So, you know, bigger, bigger things come bigger problems. So mm -hmm. careful what you're shooting for. Yeah. But overall, it's great. I think they've, I think they've pushed Harley quite a bit. I mean, just look at the product that's come out in the last few years. It's good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So where, where'd you start in the show? Did you look at new bikes? Did you hit that vintage section? Is customs your thing? Where, where'd you guys start out? Well, I, I was on a bit of a mission, you know, and I, I will probably talk about it a little bit later, but Ooh. you know, you, you and I have been just chatting a little bit about the, the Kawasaki Z900 RS. So from the moment I saw a photo of that bike, I just fell in love with it. So I was like, okay, there's gotta be one at the show. That's the first thing I have to sit on. So, uh, you know, we, we walked into the show, paid you know showed our tickets the whole deal found the map of the the layout it's like okay good there's kawasaki which of course i wanted to go to first gene and my girlfriend wanted to go to indian first and it just happened that kawasaki was on the way to the indian booth so we, we hit kawasaki first <laughs> so so that was so that was the first step was was sitting on that bike which was awesome it just it, it fit like a glove so that, that was kind of good to see, you know, because sometimes you see a bike and you really like it, fall in love with it, and then you sit on it, and it's like different experience, you know, just not set up right, the reach isn't right, or whatever, controls aren't in the right location. And, you know, granted, a lot of these things can be adjusted, but mm -hmm. there's something about just sitting on a bike and it just fits right. Nice. Uh, amen, yeah. brother. Amen. So, Preach. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> <Preach>. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so we did the thing with, the, with Kawasaki. Um, you know, they, they had all the bikes there. It actually was cool because they had, and uh, I, I sent you, Rich, a photo that, so you can put it up in the show notes if you want. But the 73, just hold on a second, the Z1, Kawasaki Z1 mm -hmm. that the 900 RS is kind of based on. 
Uh, and if you, you look at the paint scheme, you'll see it's very similar. So that was kind of cool that they had that there just for contrast. And then uh, what else did I sit on? They had, uh, of course, the uh, the H2 <laughs> was you, there. You sat on the big sport bikes, did you? I did, yeah. Nice. Sweet. Did they have the SX version there? Thing. Yeah, it was the SX SE was the one that I sat on, the one with the bags. So that was kind of cool. Very nice. Yeah, we, we talked about that a couple of shows ago, and I was pleasantly surprised to hear that that thing's coming in at $19,000. You know, it's like twenty two with the the SE package, but the that new H two Sport Touring edition is going to be nineteen grand. So it's like, wow, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, this this nine hundred Z nine hundred RS is is really attractive. We we kind of made fun of the the cafe version of it, where they put the little bullet fairing on the front and everything. But I think in this trim, in this RS trim, this is really slick. Nice choice. I think your next bike, if I'm not mistaken. It, it's kind of looking that way. I mean, you know, I have to, you know, the, the bike I have now, I told you, I never, I didn't test ride it. And I went, I went into the showroom, I sat on it. I said, wow, this feels good. How much made a deal with the salesman, you know, and I had it in a couple of days. This time I think I'll do a test ride, but, uh, I, I don't expect I'd be disappointed. Yeah. I think and, we can, and, we can save the drama and spend my money. This, this one can just go in the cart. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and it's not even it's even it's even in the budget. Honestly, the stop for me would be the space in the garage. So we'll see. Maybe I'll report back in a couple months there's there's something new in the stable. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And then uh I, I did sit on the Z one twenty five. Had to sit had to sit on that. I saw that. <laughs> the, that was funny. Yeah, Ka- Kawasaki's Grom competitor. Yeah. Uh which actually wasn't bad. It's it's a nice little bike, but you know, feels like half the size it should be. Rich, you want one of those, don't you? Um, I'm probably way oversized for that bike. <laughs> to, to put it mildly, <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. I we've talked about it with the R6. I like the idea of a nice, light, nimble bike. It just doesn't. I don't need to look like an elephant riding a a bike in a circus. Right. That's all. <laughs> Cause I think that's about what it would look like. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be a lot of fun if you just want to have a little racing series or something like that. You know, it's a lot of, it's a three grand or something like that. Everyone buys a little Z one twenty five and then you go out and, you know, do some laps or whatever, but like a pit bike race series. Yeah. Yeah. All stock. Like you have to leave them bone stock. <laughs> right. Exactly. Make it a driver, a driver's competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too funny. Maybe that's your uh, adventure bike, Rico. Not. Little Z125. Fifty fifty tires. Settle down. <laughs> oh, what? Well, it's funny because I'm riding it, but <laughs> Yeah. And then when it's time for Rico, it's like, oh no, 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 get a little serious on me. No, no. Uh, it looked good on you. It looked good on you. <laughs> look good on you, and Rico's going, okay, what else did you see? <laughs> Anything else at Kawasaki strike your fancy? Did you get a look at the the world? Did they have the World Superbike Championship bike there, or was it just a replica? I saw no, a picture they of didn't. It. No, they didn't have one. Um, at least not that I saw. There's a little peak of one in the picture, but I couldn't tell if it was, was actually okay. a race bike or not. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
am. I just see. Let me find my photos there. So while you're doing that, what what do you think of the Z900, Rico? You didn't say much. Is that eh? Or yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. Eh? I mean, you know. Hold on. Do you want me to get the sound effect? No, 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 no. You you're looking at the uh, the RS, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it it's yeah. It's just a classic. It's, a, it's just simple. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah it's just a, yeah. Right. That's what the word I was looking for. It's just it's, a, it's just a classic look. It's a throwback retro look. But I but I think it'll look just as good 10, 15 years from now as it does today. Oh oh yeah, for sure. It's not going to be like oh this is one of them oh retro bikes from that era. You know, right. I think it'll just be like oh that's a cool standard. Look at that. Yep yep yep. Just lose that little back. A license plate holder thing, just chop that off and you'll have a nice looking bike. Yeah. And I could do without that chrome rail. That's that's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta be powder coated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just remove it altogether. I mean, unless you can attach side bags to it or something like this. There's no need. But I do like how they did the LED lights all the way around on this bike, which is kinda neat. What stuff did you find it, Chris? Yep, you're right. It was there. But it was roped off. I couldn't sit on it. I guess that's why I didn't pay much attention. <laughs> well, I was just wondering if it was the bike or if it was just a, you know, one of the spares or one made to look like. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I can't tell. My photo's not good enough. Uh, but yeah, I see what you're talking about. Probably maybe one of the bikes, but probably not. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I've got several, right? Yeah. Who who has I know this bike is only track specific, but who has fifty five thousand dollars for a motorcycle? Which one? The H two R. Oh right. <laughs> Jeez. Well, some of those one off, um, not one off, but some of the Especial Ducati versions are close to that much. It'll be sitting on the showroom floor. <laughs> mm, no, sir. Not podcasters need not apply, right? Right. Cool. All right. Well, what about Indian? You said your girlfriend was into Indian. Anything over there that you like or that she liked? Um. Oh, she liked them all. Just doesn't have the the wallet for it. Now she has a Scout sixty. Is that right? She's got a Scout sixty. Yeah. So actually, I had a photo of her sitting on something with these giant ape hangers. I'll let Rico take over for a few minutes since it's (laughs) you know. Uh, <laughs> you know them bikes uh, actually yeah you know i gotta be honest i i don't know the indian models that well so i'm not sure uh, oh it's the same so what's the difference <laughs> y'all got the same uh, kind of looking engine looks like they're toy uh, engines yeah it, it's like an all blacked out bike like matt it's a matte black finish with bags <clears throat> you know hard bags Probably the chieftain. Looks like a chieftain dark horse. Okay, chieftain. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I, that's what it was. Dark, dark horse. Did it have a fairing or no? No, it did. Oh, the one with the ape hangers. I don't know, but she was definitely on a chieftain dark horse. At least on Facebook, I saw. On Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, it was dark horse. Yeah, like I said, I'm a little Indian challenged. It's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. At least you got one in the stable, so I, I can't complain. Yeah. Definitely. At least it's not a Harley, you know what I'm saying? I know, right? Those things are played I'm, out. I'm gonna leave that one. Al- I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that what? What's the one with the fairing? That's the chieftain. 
Yeah, it yeah. had to be a chieftain or a, or a roadmaster, but it, it didn't seem to have the tour pack on it. Yeah, it doesn't have the tour pack, it's a chieftain. Chieftain, okay. So, yeah, so that's the other one that she sat on. And from the photo, she's got a big smile on her face, so I guess it was pretty good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a nice-looking bike. Yeah, I, 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 I have a thing. I have a thing for matte finishes. Yeah. Yeah, done right, I think it's good. The... The scout custom that was there in the military scheme as well was pretty mm-hmm. nice. That yeah. was a you know the matte olive olive green. Yeah, which, yeah. I don't I don't know if you noticed that's the Call of Duty uh, edition. Was it? Yeah, nice. You know the game Call of Duty. Yeah. I didn't see that on the bike anywhere. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe not. I I took two sides. Maybe it wasn't on the one that. Uh, oh, okay. Like, oh, on the right side, I see it called the yeah. World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, good catch. But uh, but yeah, there was quite a few Indian customs there. Yeah, still something about customizing the scout, though. You can't get rid of that center mass. They all look the same. In That's the a toy-looking engine. Well, it's it's not so much that. It's just it's hard to change that, I guess, because of the yeah, I mean, that's, that's cast the point. parts, maybe. I don't know, but it's just they all look the same right in the middle, no matter what they do to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They gotta lose that front the the radiator, put a, a different swing arm on it, chop off that exhaust in order for it to get any kind of oh, and shrink that uh, rear fender. Yeah, and uh, then you have a totally different bike. It's kind of what they tried to attempt to do with the the barber. Mm-hmm. You know, shorten that that tail end. Yeah, and the front fender. Yeah, in the front fender, but they need to get rid of that uh, radiator in the front and maybe do something with that rear suspension and that swing arm. The nicest looking custom I've seen lately is someone just took a 111 Thunderstroke engine and just put it in a whole custom chassis. You know, like custom tube frame and just fabbed it up so that the engine fit into that chassis. So that was way better than any of these other bikes that I've seen where they've tried to take the stock one and make it work, just rip the engine out and put it in something else. <laughs> and I think it looks really nice. If I can find a picture, I'll put it in the show notes. What was that Indian Scout? Uh, it was a dirt. It was a. Um, it was a dirt track racer. The F something F. Talking about the flat track, the FTR. FTR. That's it. Yeah, twelve hundred. Yeah, that's a nice looking bike. I liked how they did that. I really, I hope that's a becomes a production bike at some point. That's that's too cool not to bring that to the showroom floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they brought the race bike to the showroom floor, I mean, why not production roadworthy version? That just makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, they got it. To me, you got to capitalize if you're going to kick butt and flat track like that. You got to bring that bike to the street. Yeah, and and that that totally changed the the look of the scout that bike there, and that's what I was kind of going for or or trying to convey. Yeah, because they lost that front, that whole front radiator. They shortened it. It looks like in that swing arm in that high mount exhaust. They got rid of the rear fender. That looks sweet. That's a nice looking bike. I would rock the hell out of that. But they changed the, the center mass because the problem with trying to customize the scout are those massive cast parts. You've got that big cast part in the front with the radiator, and then you have the big cast part behind the engine 
onto mm-hmm. the seat where the tank kind of comes down into. No one yeah. ever changes that part. And I'm a, other than doing a another frame like they did with the flat track bike where they made the trellis frame, yeah. you're not going to get away from that look. And I think that's what I like about this flat track bike so much is it's a whole nother look, different frame, whole nother style. I mean, this is a completely different look than any scout that they have. Right. In a, in a good way, in a very good way. Very good way. Yeah. So, Indian, get on it. Get this bike. Get on it. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> you're probably already on it and not telling us, but. Right. If you're not, do it. And then neither one of us will buy it, so. <laughs> I know. The wife's been bugging me for, for a bike. She's like, when are we going to get a bike for me? I'm like, huh. You know, I was just thinking about that the other day, if she if she was riding anymore or not. No. No. Or even thinking about it. Yes, yeah, she is. But uh we gotta see what we get her. Maybe we'll get her this flat track. Yeah. E. 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 <laughs> Easy there, brother. Easy. <laughs> may may, may want to look at the Scout sixty. You know what I'm saying? No, you know what? I think she she needs a Deval X Deval. Oh, Jesus. Ah, there you go. That's what she needs. Now you're talking. Right? <laughs> That's what She'll she needs. Wheeling all over the place. <laughs> right? I've got a, there she goes. I've got a gently used R6, if she's interested. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's been there. With forks off of it. Yeah, well. yeah, it's a unicycle right now, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> have oh, you guys seen stuff. that 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 uh powered unicycle it's like a it's got like a little motorcycle motor in it yeah, i forget what it's called yeah that's pretty, pretty funky pretty neat yeah forget the name so anyway sorry back to the bikes all anyway, right yeah so what else did you like there so indian i'm gonna guess indian's not really your thing will that be right there yeah and indian's not really too much my thing um you know i i do like the bobber the scout bobber it's got a little too much exhaust for me but and yeah so yeah, so the z900 rs really speaking to you when you sat onto that set on that one absolutely anything else there that you sat on and you were like yeah this is this is kind of me it was interesting the other thing and i didn't really expect it was um the bmw r 1200 r oh nice bike yeah which right it's, it's got the boxer motor and it, what was striking to me was whenever I've seen photos of BMWs with the boxer motor, mm-hmm. it always looks to me like the guy's knees or calves are like on the cylinder heads. I'm like, that has got to be uncomfortable. <clears throat> but I sat on this thing. I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. There was plenty of room, like uh, no legs on the motor parts or anything. And it was a really comfortable bike. It was fairly, fairly upright sitting position. So, yeah, that, that was kind of surprising. I did also check out the R9T. You know, they had the R9T in the various flavors, um, which actually is a pretty small bike. I didn't realize, like, up close, it's actually a pretty small-looking bike. Uh, sat on that, and sure enough, both both legs on the on the cylinder head. So I was like, okay, I was part right. Yeah, my brother Kenny but, hopped on one of those when he was down here, and he's like, I have no place to move my legs. He's like, I'm just going to bash them into the cylinders. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a good looking bike, though. That R9T in the Scrambler trim. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. looking bike. Yep, yep, yep. 
It's Hogan, it's Hogan very, approved, very I think. think. Yeah. Hogan seal of approval? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> it's very nice. Very nice indeed. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> cool. Let's see. You got a picture of a, the Ural here? Ah, uh, with the side, yeah, the sidecar. Sidecar, yeah. Yeah. Was that a custom? Is that what that was? was, that was that I know, no, I don't know if, I know it was roped off. I don't know if it was a custom or doesn't look like it that looks pretty standard yeah okay and let's see you got some zero motorcycles in here you said on those yeah i did the zero didn't have a booth but there was a a you know i don't know if it was a vendor or whatever he had two zero models i sat on one <clears throat> the salesman was sitting on the other one so i was like okay i, I guess i don't get to try that one <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes <it's>... the one <laughs> Uh, he was he was deep in conversation about something, uh, but the one I sat on was very comfortable. Um, it's the DSR, is that right? Let me just see. Yeah, the picture is a DSR thing. Yeah, zero DSR. Um, it was interesting though because it, it surprised me a little. Maybe just because I've never sat on an electric bike, but when I picked it up off the stand, it actually was pretty heavy. You know, it just felt like mm-hmm. it had a lot of heft, which I guess is just due to the battery pack and whatever. But uh, but it was it was a comfortable bike. I I definitely would love to take one for a spin. Yeah, it's been a couple of years now, but I rode the DS and the FX. Actually, Rico and I did that. Yeah, ride together. I enjoyed that. That was pretty neat. We got to ride the newer ones, the R's now with the the extra battery pack and the bigger motors. Yeah, should those fly now? Even though they were pretty peppy when we rode them, but still, it's a whole different exhilarating feeling riding mm-hmm. those bikes. Yeah, and just the silence, though, is strange. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. The silence is deafening, yeah. The uh, the FX, is that the more off-road kind of it, Yeah, it looks model? a lot like a dirt bike. Like yeah. a, okay, dual sport kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Well, the DS yeah. is kind of considered the dual sport, but the FX okay. really looks like a street-legal dirt bike. Got it. Because it's really narrow. And it's the lightest one of the bunch, too. Which makes it kind of a fun wheelie machine. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. right, right. And then, and the, then go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. No, I was just gonna say. Then the S one is more of a a sportier position than the DS, where the DS is more upright. Okay, got it. Yeah, across from Zero, the and Energica was there. They had two, at least two, maybe three bikes, but uh, both of them were more sport bikes you know so it was a very lean forward position yeah super just, aggressive yeah yeah which just ain't my thing yet you know i could see maybe it's at, at some point i'd love to try it but <clears throat> right now i kind of like my uh upright mm-hmm. sitting position yeah cruiser-esque position <laughs> so what else did you guys check out here i know they had a they have the vintage area and a custom section was there also a, a judge competition for this or no do you remember? I believe no, actually, you know the the way they do it at IMS uh, is you know they they have a bunch of custom bikes laid out around the convention floor, you know, kind of between and around the booths, um, and then as far as I know, it's basically just you know visitor voting. You know, it's it's just like whoever comes to the show votes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but actually, I didn't. They had some really nice looking customs. I didn't pay too much attention to them. It seemed to you know. But by the time we looked at everything else, you know, just the uh, manufacturer booths, the time was running out. 
but uh, it was definitely some nice, nice custom stuff. Yeah, I'm just thumbing through some of your pictures here. That that one Ducati is interesting. Oh, they had the oh uh, that the chop that yeah that the chop shop or whatever. They had the new retro Honda CB. Yeah, the eleven hundred. No, eleven. Yeah, I think it's eleven hundred. And that looks pretty good. That's interesting because that bike, geez, that that could have come right out of the seventies. Look at that thing. Yeah, it looks much better. Yeah, that's, and- that's that's a nice bike too. I mean. I definitely would test ride one before I bought the Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit heavier bike, I think. Nice job. Nice job hiding the radiator, at least from this picture. Almost, yeah. almost yeah. appears to be air-cooled. And it's nice the way they sculpted the tank, too. It's right. My, my knees like fit right, <laughs> right in those nice slots. Body monster. Let's see. Oh, here's one we've been talking about and thinking about Hogan, the uh, journey or not journey. The, uh, gosh, what, what is, is the Yamaha journey? What the hell's a journey? Oh, the, no, the, uh, the, the venture uh, venture. No, not the, but the, what's the bag called a looter, a looter, a looter. That's it. A water. <laughs> well, the, pic- in the picture in the background, it says journey further. That's why <laughs> like journey yeah, yeah, stuck yeah, yeah. out. But that, <laughs> That was a that's a beautiful bike to me. I mean, just that color scheme is awesome. The silver, black, and red. I'm not digging the backside of the bags. When that, when you first sent this, a lot of pictures over. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah." I mean, looks weird yeah, in the back. Granted, I mean, I've heard some people say it's kind of car like. You see this one, Rico? I know you don't. You, the big venture. I know you didn't like the back of it. It was kind of a lot oh, going yeah. on, but it's just too busy in the back. It looks even worse in the bagger. Really? Let me see. Yeah, I'm not the stri- Now the striping is nice. That's a nice look, but I don't know something about the back of those bags is turning me off. Yeah, that that that's, that did it for me too. It's just mm, nothing. <laughs> Maybe just make know, them it's... square and ugly. You know, that would be better. <laughs> Just get criticized um, for being boring, right? Right. Hold on. The internet's bopping around from here. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's it's fading a little bit, but it's not bad. All right. Let's it was, see. What was funny? I, uh, we we did sit on a Goldwing, which was uh, it was nice the way they had it set up. You know, it was kind of a, a little bit of a raised stage, so it was like two or three steps. So maybe the platform was three foot off the, you know, off the <clears throat> show, the you know, convention floor. And they had <clears throat> two bikes, one on either side. You know, one with the full bags and one with just the the side bags. Uh, so Gina and I sat on the the full, you know, the full dresser. It's like uh, it's more than a man couch. It's more like a two wheel motorhome. You know, it's just like, it's just like, cool, it's a cool, it's a cool bike, but it's like all this dashboard in front of you and, and whatever. And, and it was funny because the salesman was there and, uh, yeah, he starts asking me questions. He's like, uh, yeah, so what do you think? You like the bike? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. He's like, so, you know, how much experience do you have? And I said, well, I've been riding for about a year. You know, I got like 2,500 miles under my belt. He goes, well, you might want to wait on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This may not be your next bike. <laughs> yeah, this may not be it yet. 
Lucy was honest with you and told you that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And not try to say, oh, yeah, this would be great for you. Get on it. Yeah, what's your budget? Make a deal. Well, did you see that the new uh, uh, NMA? It was N- NM4. NM4. The oh, Batman yeah. looking thing. Yeah. What? Yamaha, right? No, it's no, a no. Honda. Oh, I oh, see one in yeah, person. Right, 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 right. John, you sat on one, didn't you? Yeah. What do you think? Me. 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 Well, wait. Be, Me. Before you kind of meh on your Honda, let's not overlook the bigger point here. What's that? Johnny John's been sitting on two wheelers. Wow, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that is kind of epic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. One that I did sit on that was pretty cool was the Honda CTX 700. Yeah. Is that the one with the dual clutch? Transmission? One with dual clutch and one with a semi with a with a clutch as well. Mm. Yeah, that was that was weird when I sat on that bike. I guess I'm just in the habit of grabbing for the controls. Just to, like and I was like, but my left yeah. hand's like, yeah, what, what, what? Something's missing. Did it fall off? <laughs> yeah, awkward. So that's pretty cool. So you've been sitting on two wheelers. What else? What else were you on, John? Uh, I've sat on the Daytona, uh, the Triumph Daytona 675R. Wow. Hogan wants to ride that. Yep. Uh, and you were on a CB, CBR six hundred. Yeah, CBR six hundred. I sat on that was uh, lowered. So John's gonna. And ride I even sat on a bike. And then I no. then I sat on a Z one twenty five. Jeez. Or no no no, it was a Honda Grom. That thing is too tiny. I sat on. I'm like, no, oh, this isn't right. me. Come on, John. You got the Grom. I'll get the Z one twenty five. No right. no. You guys can race. Me. Put some bags on. Put some bags on it. No, no, I'm all set. I'll come behind you and shoot video on my mountain bike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, well, Chris, you did sit on the what was a Z25 there? Yeah, 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 yeah. The 125, yeah, the little guy. They had had quite a few of them. That gets you around the city pretty good, wouldn't it? I, I could probably carry it in my backpack. Right, just, uh, <laughs> you could take it right into the office. Buzz, buzz around the office. There you go. You're right. You can see it go right into the elevator, like like beep beep coming through. Sweet. Oh, what'd you think of that uh, custom Ducati? That was a little the, too uh, funky the, for me. That yeah, like that Mad Max kind of look. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what sort of year or generation that is. I don't know if you can tell, Rico, the one that's black with the light tan panels. Some kind of monster, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's a monster. Because it got monster written on the side of it. Oh, it does? Where does it say that? A gas tank, doesn't it? No, that's the other one, John. No, the one that's black and tan. Shop shop one. Yeah, Yeah. there was one roped off sitting on the floor. Not the red one. The red one says monster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Probably came from Mad Max. That's certainly what it looks like. Yeah. And it's the crazy exhaust with like uh, pretty funky pipes. Yeah, it's made like, with like 37 like, pieces. Yeah. 
Don't worry about a tubing bender. Just keep cutting. But they're squared off too, which is interesting. They had a stunt show there too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. That that was really cool. That we made the mistake of not getting there early. Uh, you know, there was, there's got to be. I don't know how many people were at the convention. I mean, it's got to be s- several thousand. I don't know, three thousand, four thousand people, something. So <clears throat> we were kind of like ten people deep. You know where they had this thing set up, but yeah, they had two guys doing sport bike freestyle. So nice. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was Actually, I put indoors. a video in. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, Slack. Or did I? Oh, maybe I didn't. I should. Yeah, it was indoors. They just uh, <clears throat> they had a section of the convention floor just you know not roped off, but they had like plastic you know those like uh, construction right. barriers up. Yeah. Yeah, and so Chris, do it. Chris shared a bunch of these with us on the on our Facebook page, so you can check those out there too. Visitor posts, like fifteen or sure. twenty of them. So, so maybe I put the video on there. I think you did. I think that's where I watched it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I saw it there as well. Pretty cool. But that was pretty pretty amazing for a tight space what they're able to do yeah. and with these big like structural columns in the middle of their uh, <laughs> <laughs> their step. Their stunting area. <laughs> right. Uh, can you imagine? No, that would hurt. So that over overall a good time at IMS. Anything else that stand out there and features wise? And then we'll maybe roll it forward. Uh I mean, it was definitely worth it. Uh, to me. You know, I, I everyone's right got their thing, but it, it's just a great opportunity to see a bunch of bikes, you know, different manufacturers. Not everyone was represented. You know, Triumph wasn't there and uh you know, actually, really, none of the foreign, <clears throat> well, European, I should say, manufacturers were there. But it's just a great opportunity to just be able to just quickly go from place to place, sit on bikes, touch bikes. You know, for me, it was good because there's a couple of bikes I've been thinking about. Yeah. So to be able to just sit on it, see how does it, you know, how does it fit? You know, what do I like close up? Um, so now, you know, I can kind of target when I try to do some test drives. You know, I, I kind of narrowed down the selection of bikes that I want to go look at. Actually, that was one thing I didn't mention was, uh, you know, I really liked the Harley, uh, the Fat Bob, when that was, you know, you know released, when the photos came out. It's, st- it's still a nice bike, but it was one of these opposite things. Because I've heard some people say they didn't like the Fat Bob in photos, but when they saw it in person, it was like a different bike. And it was kind of the opposite for me when I saw it. I was like, nah, okay, it's all right. It just looked really kind of fat and chunky in the front somehow um you know i sat on it what's that (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) chunky in the front (laughs) yeah exactly um you know and i sat on it i sat on the 107 first and first thing of course is the the air cleaners jamming me in the leg um that's just i don't know if that's like a harley feature but it seems like every time i sit on a harley it's like something's jabbing me someplace but they they did have a and that one some of the harleys were actually indian did the same thing they were actually on stands right so they weren't sitting on the kickstand it was just in a stand so you could okay. sit on the bike put your foot on the pegs which is nice but it doesn't really give you a chance to feel the weight of the bike they had another fat bob with the 114 that was not on a stand okay. you know, so that i could throw the kickstand up you know kind of sit it up and it actually it's a nicely balanced bike and i don't know if it's just with the 114 engine or if they just had a different air filter on it but that 
didn't you know it didn't extend out as much so that was not i didn't have that same poke at me in the leg thing so i was like okay this is not bad yeah so the 114, I, I, would, I think they put the the flatter it's a flatter and wider air cleaner if i remember correctly okay so then that's it's maybe just the difference in the motor yeah how they just have it set up so i, I definitely do want to test ride one um you know it is an expensive bike uh compared to others i'm looking at but I think actually it'd be easier for me probably to get a test ride at least on long island to to test ride a harley or an indian is not a problem the others you know yamaha kawasaki whatever not so easy so yeah yeah we've talked about that several times like i I don't know what it is but you can you can get a test ride on a harley pretty easy yeah you know but everywhere almost everywhere else it's like you have to practically sign loan papers to right you know unless it's a demo day which is far and few between. Mm-hmm. So that may be one of the things I do is just, you know, <clears throat> check out the, the Yamaha and the Kawasaki demo days where they are. If there's one not too far, yeah. go check that out. And then That's one other that. thing I'll mention about the show, anyone, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I shop a lot at cycle gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a booth there and I'm sure they'll, they'll probably be at most of the locations. So they did have some nice, uh, show specials going. So, if anyone's looking for gear, it's a good way to get some nice discounts. Very nice. nice. Yeah. Any other questions from you guys, John? Anything else you want to know about? Well, I was going to ask if does him, him and his girl, do they have like sinners so they can talk while they ride? Yeah, we do actually. Um, we have, uh, we both have built, uh, helmets that have, uh, the built in, it's like the simpler Senna. It's called a DW DWO dash five. I think, uh, but it worked out good on the Pennsylvania ride. John was able to get me hooked up with everybody, you know, so I was able to communicate that way. And then when she and I ride, yeah, we have it on, which it's, it's awesome. It's just yeah. so convenient. Yep. Very yeah. Cool. So, so that I highly recommend too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the one I skipped over was the, I don't know if I had this right. There's a vintage section, like an all vintage you bike know, section. <sighs> I know you mentioned that. Actually, yeah, there is. You know, we didn't get back there. Back, it's. I'm just looking at the map of the uh, the floor. Yeah, it was in yeah, the floor plan by, you sent me. Yeah, it was back by Suzuki, and I, we just never made it there. It's kind of funny because we were there probably. The show opened at Sunday. You know, it went from 10 to 5. I think we got there a little after noon, so we had like five hours, and somehow the time just flew. Um, <laughs> yeah, by the time, well, I mean, I probably spent more time than you know, I needed to at Kawasaki and we spent spent a lot of time in Indian an hour sitting on the RS. Yeah. And I was helmet shopping at cycle gear booth or whatever, you know, and there's the stunt show and everything. So that kind of takes up some time, but yeah. So it was just like, it was like, wow, 15 minutes before they close, let's go see what Suzuki has. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't, yeah, we didn't make it to the vintage thing. So I wish I actually had taken note of that. Very nice. And you, John, anything else? No, I think it's all good. And what do you think? Are we going to try and go to D.C.? Are we going to maybe go somewhere it's up to else? You. February, it's up to you. you'd say, huh? It's February. February when? Do you know? February 23rd? Time frame? So we've got Easy Riders the end of January. Yeah. 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So that's right before Daytona Bike Week. Yeah, why are you going to Daytona? No, I'm just thinking about where the trucks and stuff might be going next. 
you know, just in terms of they go to IMS and then I'm sure a lot of that stuff will go to Florida after that. Probably. The only kicker is looking at trains. Only problem is looking at train riches is it's kind of hard. I think I looked and there's a train that you can get like at one o'clock in the morning. What? That would get you. Yeah. <laughs> no. That would get you to DC at like nine o'clock in the morning. No. If you don't do that one, then you're going to get there at four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, we, we'll go up the day before and stay over. Or if the weather in, works out, we just ride. In February. In February. Yeah. Well, it's that toward one. the end of February. <laughs> so, you know where you're going. Yeah, when, it's, when it's starting to warm up. Yeah, we're going north. I know. All right. All right. Well, I'll never know. The, tra- never the know. train sounded appealing because I thought maybe we, we could take the boys. You know, ride the train up, hang out with them, stay over. Yeah. Do a day at the show, spend a second night, and then come back. Yeah, it had to be, you know, two nights up, two nights stay over to get to to take the train. We'll go hit up Mr. Herman. He's in that area. I don't know if he has room for four people, but hey, (laughs) we're coming anyway. Like, hello, you got room? Yeah. Do you have a two night reservation available? Cool. All right. Uh, yeah. If you guys go, let me know. I, I would meet you there. All right. Well, we'll, we'll figure it all out. Yeah. All right. Before be we, States, before we roll forward to our, sorry, was there one more? Yeah. No, Rich was... telling me what he wants to do. What? What happened? He said, Chris said, let him know what we're going to do. Oh, okay. And I said, as soon as Rich lets me know what he wants to do. Got it. Well, you're the planner. Decide for him, John. Yeah, John. <laughs> Big minute nuts. All right. Before we get into our U-turn, <laughs> let's take a moment and thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And we have a slightly different list to go through this evening because we've had a little shuffle in the clubhouse. Uh, shuffle for the, for the good, not people rotating out. But we talked offline quite a bit about the clubhouse itself, which, as we've talked before, runs on a platform called Slack. And we decided to convert that to a paid account so we get some better features, we get more storage, we get more history. You know, a lot of little things come with making it a paid account, which, of course, does add some cost, but it wasn't too bad. So in order to get that done, we converted everyone into a guest account, which means they just get one channel. But then, you know, we'd have just a handful of, of full paid accounts to let everyone else ride along. So a couple guys in the clubhouse, of course, wanted to help out and they've stepped up and decided, you know, maybe we should have a support level just for the Slack group. And that's what we have now. So, so Chuck, Chuck, uh, Sorry, Chuck, Roger, and Chris have stepped up, and they're the first three members of the Slack Pack, and I want to thank them for that. All right, hand, hand. Before you continue this, I read what you got to notes here. Mike's daddy, Roger? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. So, so now that that's out there, let me do the full list. So, so we want to thank our first five riders. That's Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you very much. Slack Pack consists of Chuck. Mike's daddy and Chris. <laughs> so the other thing that we we did is we're going to let the the Slack pack or slackers, as Chris will tell you in a minute, 
pick their own title so they can have a funny title or whatever. And that's what we'll put into the show. And did you have one, Chris, before I get farther? I do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go, at least for the time being, with Slack Pack Slacker. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the reason for that is it's kind of funny, right? Because like you mentioned, we were going back and forth in Slack on the channel about you know, how could we do this? I, I personally, I really like Slack. I think it's an awesome feature and it's a great, you know, add on for people that do support the show. Um, just, just like the thing I was thinking just, just earlier today is when I was looking at trailering the bikes to Pennsylvania, you know, I just put a message into the Slack channel. Hey guys, you know, I'm thinking of trailering. What, what tips and things can you guys give me? And like within 30 minutes, I had like all the information I needed. I had photos of, you know, how to tie down the bikes and the whole thing. It's freaking awesome. And I've just gotten used to sharing photos and videos through Slack. So it was just a little frustrating, you know, every once in a while, probably once a month, I'd get the message. Well, sorry, you know, we uploaded your thing, but (laughs) yeah, no one can see it because we're out of space. So that's why it made sense to me, you know, to go with the paid service. So, you know, this whole thing was bouncing around and, you know, I was definitely one of the people willing to, to upgrade status, you know, to help support it financially. And then I don't know, like, I don't know. What happened? I, I was slacking or something. Slacking. You know, before I knew it, yeah. Before I knew it, I saw a message saying that you know Roger and Chuck had upgraded, and now we got the thing rolling. I'm like, well, what happened? It's like, like I, I, I was it. like asleep at the wheel or something. So I was like, I'm the slacker of the slack pack. So the yeah. slack pack slacker, oh, that's, awesome. That's that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, you guys stepped up. You know, um, one night I think we we're talking about it and. I remember the live stream. You guys were saying, "Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll help out and make a new level." And you know, Mike's daddy stepped up. Yep, <laughs> was he the first? Yeah, I think he was the first. The next thing you know, Chuck did it. So awesome to Chuck and awesome. And then you're like, "Oh, I forgot." Oh, <laughs> well, let Damn. me in there. I want to be the first slack pack. <laughs> right. Yeah, big thanks. Uh, That's super cool. And, yes. And as we need, yeah, my, my, as my, we need it, you guys will get converted into. You know, full accounts. You know, we don't necessarily need it right now, but as you know, as we get, add more people to the clubhouse, you know, every every full account will bring us five more. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a bigger bigger crowd. All right. Now that's had one side effect of reducing the barbershop. So the barbershop group is now the lone member. That is Mike, but we still thank him for his support. The riders group is Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, and Chad. And our insiders group is Darren and the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. So again, visit loudpipes.net slash donate. Check out the reward that interests you most. If you want to be a a slacker like Chris or Mike's daddy or whatever suits your fancy, (laughs) check it out. (laughs) I I gotta gotta say, I, I like that one. Uh... I think Mike is probably going to be in the Slack pack so he can have his own name. <laughs> All right, U-turn topic. We need to talk about the Ducati V4 one last time because I messed it up for the second time last time we talked about it. <laughs> so I had, I think I made the statement that the engine, you know, has a unique firing order that we talked about based on feedback, but I think I had said that it fires two cylinders at once, which is complete rubbish. So what it does, instead of firing across the block, um, I think how Hondas or others does where, you know, the firing order might be something like one, four, two, three, the Ducati fires the two sort of left-hand cylinders together. So it would be like 
one, three, and then there's a slight pause, and then it would do the two right side cylinders, two and four, and that sort of produces what they call, um, well, Ducati calls it twin pulse, but they also call it the big bang effect. So essentially you have like two V-twins mounted together. You got left the two left cylinders, a slight pause, and the two right cylinders, and that gives it the sort of the unique sound. So some other additional engine details on that is that the ignition would fire, the ignition timing on this would fire at zero degrees and then 90 degrees. The third one would be 290 degrees followed by 380. So that would be your, you know, two together, slight pause, and then the next two together. Slight pause, you said. Slight pause. And I've queued up a little sound effect. Yeah, let's hear that thing. This is what it sounds like. Just as a reminder. <laughs> hmm. I don't the, know if I like that sound. And the, the Aprilia is similar. And this is, this is going to sound different because it's aftermarket exhaust. But as this gets up in the revs, it's very similar. That's the winner right there. Man. That's the winner, yeah. <laughs> that's that's better. That's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to find a couple of the the VFRs from Honda. Uh, but I just just so many weird videos on YouTube, I couldn't find a real good one. But if I find any, I'll put them in the show notes. Or if anyone has a you know a good sound of the 750 and the 800 vfrs those sound pretty nice the the bigger ones from what i could find like the newer 1200s they didn't they didn't sound as good they sounded more i guess smooth or kind of droning you know it didn't have that that nice sound like you just heard from the rsv4 so so i just wanted to give some final feedback on that you know eric on uh, on facebook you know had given us the first feedback and then sort of helped me figure out that i was wrong the second time so yeah. Um, do you guys want to do a little news rapid fire or just get into Chris's eight days a week? What do you think? What's the news about? Well, I really only had one. There, there's an old one that I'm not going to get into today, but there's an interesting update to Google Maps where in India they've rolled out a two-wheel mode. So when, when you're in Google Maps, yeah, they've got an option for two-wheelers and from what I was reading in the article, it looks like it lets you cut through things like narrow passages, you know, roads that aren't great. And just imagine if they, when they flip that on in the U.S., you know, you say, I want well, the motorcycle. Well, route. hang on. Going through the swamp to this one. Waze is doing it. Waze has a motorcycle option. Waze has it now, huh? Yeah. But what does it do? What is the algorithm like? What does it try to do for you? Uh, give me a minute and I'll look it up. All right. You look it up. I'll stall. <laughs> so what do you think hogan you're on an android phone now wah, wah. yeah google I'm maps for the win what do you think uh, i use wait i use i use waves a lot here in costa rica so it's it's nice and it gives you a little bit more data as you're driving and um it tells you how fast you're going the speed limit postings and etc so i haven't tried out the motorcycle aspect of it because I don't have one, but uh, it gives you all the um, back roads to take. Nice. 
okay, that's what I want. I gotta, I have it on my phone, but I don't use it because that speed thing is broken. I think it's always just like this bright red glowing thing on the phone. Is that supposed to do that? No, it changes. <laughs> it's always red for me. <laughs> Maybe it's just think- slow down. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> With the ways with motorcycle option will give you the option of like doing HOV lanes where you can select HOV lanes in populated areas and find you better ways that a motorcycle can go. Hmm. Or twisties. Yeah, that would be cool. It'd be neat if it was curated. You know what I mean? If they said, hey, I want to go from here to, I don't know, I'm going to go from here to Nashville, but find all the good roads between here and there. That doesn't go, you know, not hours and hours out of your way, but if it's a few minutes off the beaten path to get a good road, that's the way I want to go. Right. That would be cool. That was the only one. Sorry. Is it? <laughs> All right, Chris, you are on deck. Unless you're doing something in the garage. I think we're up for eight days a week. Cool. Now, the kicker is I have your eight days a week list from the original. You have the original. I have the original unless you're changing it. There's some changes. Oh, oh. There's some changes. All right. All right. Lay it on us. All right. All right. So, uh, number one is my 2016 Kawasaki Vulcan S. Just an awesome bike. Uh, Still learning on it, and I expect that's going to be in the stable for a while. You know, money's no object in the eight days a week, right? I'm with you. I'm we, we didn't get. Well, hold on. We didn't. We didn't get to the other ones yet. <laughs> it, it is a cool expensive. looking bike, and that it gets it gets more expensive. Yeah, I just like the bike. That know? matte orange is is dynamite on that bike too. By the way, first love and all that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Sorry. All right. Number two. Number two was the 2017 Kawasaki Ninja H2 because of the supercharger, which has now become. The 2018 Ninja H2 SX SE. Because <laughs> you got to have bags. The sensible you be able one. To carry stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Number three was a 2017 BMW K1600 GTL exclusive, which is now 2018 BMW R1200R. Nice. That's such a nice bike. Nice. Bike. I got to test drive one of those too. Number four. 2011 Polaris Genesis I personal watercraft, which I'm still kicking myself for getting rid of. Ah. <laughs> that that, that oh. thing, that thing was awesome. You know, it was three cylinder, 135 horsepower. We used to water ski with that thing. Wow. Um, and uh, it, it's actually funny because I, I, you know, I realized when I was putting this list together originally that it, it kind of was, I don't know, kind of a, a water based substitute for a motorcycle. Because, mm-hmm. you know, jet ski, personal watercraft, I mean, you know, you, you can you can carve turns all day long and you don't need a canyon. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, <laughs> and I used to run that thing up the Hudson River, which was freaking awesome. Anyway, okay, so that's that. Number five was a 2006 Ford GT. And I, I just have to do it. This could change in the near future, but 2018 Kawasaki Z900RS. I needed a spot for that. Impressive. Number six was, and this is this, I'll find a way to get this back, but it was a 1966 Shelby AC Cobra 427, Ooh. which is now 
1976 Tyrrell P34 six-wheel Formula One race car. which i was checking out one sold recently for seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds i think (laughs) so (laughs) it's just i don't know what it was i just came across one the other day that is a funky looking car man i I like it too cool looking all right number seven is a man man dakar rally race truck because i need something to haul everything in yeah those are cool. I don't know if you guys ever watched the car, the car rally. I do. Right. But they have these big, huge support trucks to carry, you know, bikes and parts and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know the whole history of it, but at some point they decided, well, what the heck, those big trucks could have a competition too. So they actually race them across the desert, which is pretty cool. All right. And then uh, my project bike is the fictive open source motorcycle, which I don't know if you guys have ever looked it up. But there's a couple people put together this custom design for a, I guess it's like a, it's a kind of sport touring bike. It's an open source motorcycle. Like you can get the plans, the whole deal. I think you can even get a kit. But the idea is you just build the thing from scratch. Like you, you put together your own motorcycle. Kind of like a really cool Lego kit. I think you're over by one. If you want to split here. No, no, that's it. I don't know. No, I think, John. That was no. eight, right? Yeah, you're good. I'm good. Okay. But. But I am going to add a ninth, okay? Now, here's why. He's greedy. I, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I got this idea from the Slack channel, and I forget who it was that posted it, but this idea of having in your stable a birth year bike, right? So a motorcycle manufactured in the year of your birth. So I'm just throwing it out. I'm proposing this as a ninth bike on the eight days <laughs> list, right? But mine would be... Mine would be a 1963 Ducati Scrambler. Nice. Yeah, I, Blue think, and white. I think we should officially just add that. You need to pick a bike from your birth year. Like yeah, that. I think it's kind of cool. It's like a birthstone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. The birthstone. There you go. Go. All right. Awesome. Put it on the list. John. That's that's my list. See, if John didn't come like, tonight, like, Chris, you'd be doing I, that. I like oh. the fact it doesn't have <laughs> to right. be practical. <laughs> Yeah. Or affordable. Yeah, it doesn't have to be practical. And price doesn't matter. But I'm glad you guys started that. It's a lot of fun to put that together. Yep. Yeah, and we're throwing it together on a web page here at some point. We have all of it somewhere. We're trying to assemble it, put it into some sort of format that would make sense on a web page. Then we can post it out there in our spare time. Okay. Another fan favorite. Let's talk about spend my money. Although we're not talking about a motorcycle. Ching-a-ching. Ching-a-ching. So Chris needs a new exhaust for that beautiful Vulcan S. And I think Loud Pipes ought to be able to help him out. What do you think? I think we could do a little something-something for my boy. Do a little something-something? Yeah. Now, I, mm. I can't guarantee you that it's going to sound like this. But we'll see what we can do. <laughs> if you can get me closer, that'd be fine. <laughs> we get just a little closer, it'd be it's, great. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's funny because really my only criticism of the bike is just the way it sounds. You know, when I start it up, it sounds mm-hmm. like a sewing machine. Yeah. That's just the way it's just the way it's, it's set up. It's got a really quiet exhaust. Um, 
That's funny too, because like when when Gina and I go riding, you know, I start my bike up. It's like chugga 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 chugga. She starts hers. It's like, oh, I got to do something about this exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> that Indian, that Indian's killing me. <laughs> Did she do the an aftermarket exhaust, or at least the? No, not yet. Indian she, she wants one. She, she's got one on her Christmas list. Vance and Hines. So, got it. Nice. I don't know if Santa. I don't know if Santa can work that out this year, but we'll see. Very good, very good. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be the spend my money. We'll do some research on that. John John will put it in the show notes, and we'll talk about it next week. There you go right there. Sounds good. Oh, Sounds look at that. Good. John's got a it. whole list already. He's quick. That's my five. <laughs> oh, that's your five. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Man, Rico, you're on a ball tonight. I'm Sir. sitting here looking at the, the show notes, and like five exhaust kits show up. As the first one, buy an Indian. <laughs> Ah, yeah, no. Step one, get an Indian. Right. Step one, buy an Indian. Too funny. And then, and then once then once we get a suggestion, I'll have to do a GoFundMe campaign or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> get your fellow uh, slackbackers. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Johnny John, want to talk events a little bit? Events. Sure, we can talk events. Are we you ha- ready? We have. We got said events. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so you're going to hit up the Easy Rider Bike Show again in Charlotte, there, Mr. Warfield. I would like to. January twentieth. That would be 20th. fun. June twentieth. Yeah. January. Hopefully, it doesn't rain this time. It's January. G- January twentieth. Jeez, wheeze. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then you got the second annual Congre- congregation. 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 Thank you. No problem. April, April. Well, you got April in there twice for Rich. I stutter even when I type. Come on. Too many beers again you drinking? I told you to stop drinking when you write these show notes, okay? April 14th, 2 to yep. 8 p.m. And I definitely want to do that one. I don't know about the, the vendor setup that we were talking about, but I definitely want to go to that show. That was a good time. want to do that again. What else? All right. And then, and then we got the... Third annual Moto Nobody Meetup. Got that lined up for us. Woo-hoo. It is May 18th through the 20th in Northeast Tennessee. Very nice. And then, and then we got this first annual Law Pipes Meetup that, well, somebody hasn't made a decision on the date and location yet. Well, I think we, we can safely say that the location is all but certain that it's going to be somewhere around Virginia, West Virginia. I think that's pretty solid it just makes the most sense with at least with the people we've been speaking with that are interested from mostly from the clubhouse you know sorry roger um from oregon but (laughs) yeah i don't know that we could drag everybody you know west to make that feasible so that i think that's looking to be the location and you know month wise i don't really know june maybe it's either going to be the last week week in May or probably sometime in June. I don't think we can do it before that. All right. And if we don't well, pull it off by June, it's going to be fall. Okay. You can always make it part of the more, no, more than nobody's meetup. Yeah, I was just looking at that. That's just one week too early. Oh, well. Mm. That's all right. We'll see if that works all right. out. So, yeah, end of May maybe, first part of June. Let's mm. think about that. I'll be out in Colorado around that time. Oh, it'll be in Colorado then. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can do it we out west. The... So Roger might be able to 
You and Roger can hang out in Colorado. Yeah, there we go. Don't forget about Chuck. Or yeah, Chuck's in Colorado too. Yep. And hopefully he'll get a bike by then too. And then we got the second annual East Coast Moto Mino meetup, which is June 9th in Wake Forest. You doing that for sure? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I see you've added one more. I have added the other one that we need to start planning and talking about and promoting is the third annual Motorcycle Podcast Challenge, June 21st through July 11th. Wow. Nice. Very nice. There it is. And that lovely trophy just off to my left. I know, right? Bring it home. Bring it home. You just got to find who you're going to help help you out this time, you know. Rico. Yeah. That's it. I'll be in the States this time. Hey. <laughs> Me and Big Girl, we got a lot of catching up to do. Brother Hogan, last call for you. Anything else? I think my beer can is empty, brother. Beer can's empty. John, for you? Oh, man. Been a great show. Thanks for having joining us, Chris. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you. Thanks for, for having you uh, in Slack. We really join. enjoy your time and look forward to your post every day of you giving us New York City pictures. Ah, yes. Of bikes. The bikes of New York. The bikes of a New calendar. York. Yep. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, before we shut it down, I'd like to again thank our riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And as we say, if you feel the show is providing some value to you, just take a take a stroll on over to loudpipes.net slash donate and you can participate in our value for value model. And we try to do the show every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us live, participate in the chat, loudpipes.net forward slash live. We use the Mixler platform for that. They have a mobile app you can get on your phone, get notifications when we go live, things like that, recordings if I ever post one. Slacker. Um, yeah, I uh, can't support the show monetarily. We understand, but uh, we do ask you head over to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Any other podcast outlet, just leave us a little rating and review. That helps the show to grow and also puts a little fuel in the tank. Additional information from this episode, including links and some of Chris's images from IMS, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 109. We also have links there to leave us some feedback, subscribe to the show, and you know what? Follow us on social media. Getting more active on Instagram nowadays, and that seems to be a lot of fun. Mr. Hogan, kick stands up. Dude is Brutus. All right. Tony John. Larry, guys. All right. Chris, we'll give you the last, last word. How's that? All right. Good night, everyone. Don't forget to ride your own ride. Thank you for listening please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.